Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Uh, what's up? What's up, besties? What is going on? This is Danny. This is Danny J. I'm and in. This is Jill. Where I'm are you? Ve- I'm in Vegas. I got hair. I think the dog is starting to shed. Ugh. I thought they're not supposed to shed though. If they're Aussies, no, they shed. I think she sheds like twice a year. The, at least oh, last okay. year she shed in June and she shed in August. So maybe she also sheds in January. What month is it? February. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Start. She's starting to lose some hairs well, anyway that's the yeah. one shitty thing about dogs man hairs everywhere you know um so this weekend um kind of context for the for the show my ex-in-laws so my ex-husband's brother and his wife came out to vegas their oldest just turned 21 and he lives out here and so they were gonna have a little birthday party for their 21 year old and my ex-sister-in-law she and i have stayed you know we stayed pretty close we were really really close when when i was married especially at the end we were both in a business together and so we talked every single day on the phone we were super super tight and then when I left the marriage. She was also going through some things. So we kind of had a little split between us, but not because of the marriage, just because our own personal life stuff. But we've always like really supported each other from afar and, you know, have stayed in relatively good contact. So she was coming out. She said, hey, we're coming out for a birthday. Would love to know if you and Jeff would like to hang out, like go out for drinks or go on a hike or something. And I was like, yeah, that sounds really fun. And I decided a hike would be great because I being the ex-in-laws didn't know how it would feel and also we're not really drinking anymore and and also it was just an activity so I, that sounded fun so I told Jeff about it and he was okay with it and he was kind of like is this is this weird that I'm like is it is it going to get back to your ex is it weird that I'm like hanging out with his brother and it ended up being totally fine there was nothing weird about it everything was great you know as I thought it would be but I think there's this idea sometimes where when you break up with someone, you have to cut them off completely or out of their life, out of their family. And I see this more and more with co-parenting and divorces. I see more and more people having relationships with their exes still. Like we had um, Drew, uh, what's his last name? Drew Manning. Yeah, Drew Manning, Fit to Fat to Fit. We had him on the podcast and I see him like having holidays with his ex-wife and his ex-wife is now remarried. And so the three of them, and I think maybe when there's kids involved, people try maybe try a little bit harder to make this all work out. But I just thought it would be an interesting conversation to have on how do you maintain those relationships when you're not no, when you're no longer with the person, but you still have relationships that may be part of their family or just relationships that were from that person in your life and they're no longer there. And how do you make it not weird? And yeah, and should it be weird? I don't know. Maybe we're doing it wrong. Well, no, that's uh, that's actually a really good point because I think the the narrative is, and I'll just kind of share uh, my experience with this, but you know, I think the narrative is you're not supposed to or there's supposed to be some weirdness or whatever. In fact, I think a lot of people are um, 
I remember when I broke up with my, my college boyfriend, we were together for three years. And at the time we had spent a lot of time with my younger brothers. My brothers at the time were really small. They were like, I think they were like six and seven and nine or something. They were like little kids. And we always go and cause they, we, we went to school in North Carolina and they lived in Virginia at the time. So if we had a, a fall break or a spring break, we would just go up there. Uh, cause I was really close to them. And my ex-boyfriend got really close to them too. And I remember when we broke up, he was like, well, what about the boys? And I was like, what do you mean? What about the boys? Like, that's my family, you know? But I think for a lot of people, this is something really tough if you really love your in-laws. You know, not everyone gets to you and not everyone does. And that's always like the joke, right? About like the in-laws are the worst part. But for a lot of us, we really grow so close to our spouse or our partner's family that breaking up with the person kind of feels like you're losing a whole support system. Mm -hmm. You know, and I had that feeling as well. I was very close to Jade's family. They lived in town near us. It was like all of his. He's one of four siblings. Uh, we spent almost every single Friday and Saturday night at his parents' house. He was very close to his parents. Um, so yeah, that was really tough when I ended up moving to, to California to leave them. But I think we were at a place where it wasn't, there was no like, uh, what's the anger in the relationship? You know, I definitely was, I was feeling resentful and I was feeling hurt and all those things. But I never felt like I wanted to take it out on them or I never felt like they were in the wrong. Obviously, that was his family. I can tell you this, though. Um, when my brother, when Jade and I broke up, my brother was really close to us. He had lived with us for three years. And because of the infidelity and because of the betrayal, I remember feeling like, you don't get access to my brother anymore. Like, sorry, but that's like, you know, you decided to do this thing and part of the consequences that you don't get access to my brother because he's my brother and he's my family and you, you know, you did what you did and sorry, but these are the consequences. And I almost, I don't want to say like I used my brother as a, like a, like a weapon or like a tool, but it, in a way I kind of felt like that. I wanted to, I was like, you can't have your cake and eat it too, essentially. And I feel, I felt bad about it a little bit at the time, but my brother, you know, shout out to Dan Coleman. He's been on this podcast several times. I remember he said to me, he said, Jill, you know, obviously Jade is a friend of mine and he's, you know, a mentor and whatever. And I, we've grown close, but if I had to pick sides, I'm on your team. Like if we, if it's a team thing, like I'm on your team. And that's really all I needed to hear. I didn't want him to have to pick sides, but just hearing that he was on my side just gave me a, like just a feeling inside of like, okay, you know, and we luckily it never came to that where I was like, you can't talk to him and this and that, you know, I think we had a lot more perspective, but it can feel, I think at the beginning, if you get to the place where you got, which is like, Hey, no hard feelings. Everyone's happy. Now we, we got to the other side of it that feels easy, but there is that time in between where it is a little like territorial and it is a little like who gets access to who and, you know, who's mad and, and, and sort of having to choose sides. And I think that's really uncomfortable for everyone involved, you know? So I was trying to remember that too, is like the, the family doesn't want to be involved either because they feel like, ah, like, do I talk to them still? And, and there's a lot of feelings around it. But I think if you can get to the point where you're at, and that now I'm at where I can just appreciate them from afar, but I don't have them in my day-to-day -day life. That's like a really nice place to be and everyone's happy. Yeah, I think there's definitely a big difference between four, five, six, seven years out than the first totally. year, first two years. Because, and I think that is maybe even a reason why my sister-in-law, I mean, it was it was only part of the reason. Like I said, I kind of stepped away from the business, so we didn't have reasons to talk every day. She was going through personal things, and obviously I was going through personal things. So we, we stopped talking so much. But it was also, you do kind of, the person on that side, like on the family side, you almost feel like you have to choose the family over the other person. So in a way, you're sort of, forced to choose sides even though you're not choosing sides for a little bit because you want 
your person to know they feel supported. So luckily, you know, we're, I mean, what year is this? 2023. So this will be almost seven years out, which is crazy to me. So seven years out, of course, we can just have conversation and it's not, it's not a big deal. And it's also Um, not like about your ex, right? Like that's the thing I'm sure you guys didn't even like, how is he doing? Like, was there even any of them? I'm sure there probably wasn't. That would have been awkward. No, you know, I had one question about my ex-father-in-law to see if they saw it because they just mentioned they said oh we saw him last night and so I asked you know how he was doing how his health was but other than that it was just you know it was just kind of we are talking about our own stuff like hey what are you up to these days and what are you doing and and just asking the kids how they were I mean I haven't seen my nephews since they were like 10 10 years old and he's 21 now so it's you know just kind of getting to know him again and all of that and so it was how did Jeff feel about it you know Going into it, he was like, he was like, I'm going to do this because I know you want me to and I'm not going to make a big deal of it. He's like, but I feel a little weird about it. And he was honest with me. Like, and then afterwards I go, so how was it? And he goes, that was fine. He was like, he goes, yeah, they were cool. (laughs) And he didn't, you know, he didn't feel any sort of way. I think it was more the idea of it because he goes, well, you know, I put myself in. I was trying to put myself or like you in those shoes if I invited you with my ex-wife's brother, because I guess he's really he really loves his Uh, ex-brother-in-law too and he was like you know I was thinking about that and I think you'd really like him but would it be weird if her sister came and I was like maybe I don't know and I said to be honest what (laughs) I said here's why the way I see it was I'd be so fucking badass and cool so they go back to the ex and be like yo uh your ex your ex's new partner is pretty dope so I don't know I was just thinking like just be super cool so that they just feel like Danny did the right thing but yeah he actually was he was fine with it I think more it was the idea of it beforehand and then Mm -hmm. the actuality of it he was like that was fun that was great they were good people we had a good time nothing was awkward and it was totally a good time and I think there's I think the time and space does really help too so my baby daddy uh the the guy I had my daughter with my boyfriend in high school we were together for four years and that was one of the biggest the hardest things for me was breaking up with him and losing access to his family I felt so close to his mom so close to his sisters and to this day and this is 25 26 years later I still have a relationship with them not the same as I used to I feel like there does have to be some distance like I feel like it's a little disrespectful if I was still calling her every day or talk to her talking to her every day so I there's been some distance but I still really have deep care for his family and we still keep in contact with each other and off and on through social media and you know disrespectful to who sorry to cut you in but like Um, disrespectful to who because I have have something to say on that too I think disrespectful to my current partner and even disrespectful to my ex and their current partner that's what I was gonna say that's how I feel too yeah, yeah. It's like it's not really disrespectful to like the mom, right? Like it's disrespectful no. to your previous boyfriend's now wife. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think yeah, so. that would be weird because I would definitely feel that feel weird like that if Keith was like, oh, yeah, my ex-girlfriend talks to my dad all the time or my mom all the time. Yeah. Be like, why? Yes. Yeah. So I, you know, like her name is Sandy and I love her to death and she's one of my favorite people. But if I was talking to her every day, I think it'd be. I think it would just be, yeah, I think it would be disrespectful to his current wife, also to my current partner. It, it That's just kind of strange, but I still have a, a relationship with her, just not the same. And same with my ex-sister-in-law. You know, I don't talk to her all of the time anymore, and it's not disrespectful to anyone, I guess, at that point, but it just feels a little bit, it just feels a little bit weird because there's, there's still an attachment to the exes. So I keep the relationship 
friendly, just not like BFF bestie status anymore. And it's fine. It's just evolved to that place. And I think we all feel good about that. But I, and again, back to, I think it is this narrative that we're supposed to cut everyone off. Everyone's dead to us. You know, Mm -hmm. once an enemy, always an enemy. And there's no forgiveness. And I think that there's a chance for restoration and forgiveness. But I think it doesn't happen over time. I, I think it takes a little bit of time and the relationship does change. So like, you know, like you said, we're not besties and talking, you're not talking to your ex mother-in-law every day anymore. Like maybe you guys have pleasantries and when you're in town, you see each other, but it would, I think, be a little bit crossing a line if you were still maintaining like a really super, super tight relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know, I had something sort of interesting come up a couple of years ago. So my brother, Dan, who I had mentioned was really close with my ex, um, got married and my ex-husband married him and his wife. And this is years later. This was in 2021. So I left the marriage in 2015. So six years later and I have healed my relationship with my ex. And we've talked about it quite a, a bit. And he's been on the podcast and we've talked through all of that. So um, when Dan asked me if, like he basically said, hey, you know, we are thinking about asking Jade to marry us. But I just want you to know that if there's even the tiniest bit of weirdness, like the tiniest bit of like anything, that we won't have him do it. Just basically like, I got your back, like I just want, but I want to check with you and like no hard feelings, won't even think about it twice if you feel any sort of way about it. And I sat on it. I didn't tell him like right away. I think to your point, it was more the idea that I was like, this is weird, but it actually wasn't weird because I was like, I know Jade and if you, if you follow him and Danny obviously knows him well, he's like, that's like something he would do. He would like marry someone. Like that's how his energy is like that. And it, and so I was like, I actually don't. There's nothing wrong with it. It was just like the idea for a second. I also think I was like someone who like was not faithful in their own marriage is going to marry you. Like I think I had that hit too. But then that's the previous version of him. Like he's not that way anymore. He's not a liar. He's not a cheater. He's not whatever. He's completely done a 180. So I'm like, yeah, the person who he is now would be the perfect person to marry you guys. And then he did. And I was at the wedding with Heath, my current partner, and it wasn't weird at all. It was like totally fine. It totally was great. And like, and you know, that experience was like, yes, this is all fine. It's weird. I was talking about this with Danny. He was in town this last weekend. And I was like, I don't even think about my ex like at all, you know, and he's in our space, but like, I don't know, maybe if I see him on social media is the only time I think like if I see his post pop up on social, that's really the only time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Every once in a while, and I said this to Dan, I'd be curious on your thoughts on this, it goes along with the disrespect conversation, is sometimes a memory will pop up, and one of the thing about Jade is he's actually really goofy. He's like very smart, but he's also really goofy, and so I have all these like weird, like just goofy, like you know, pictures and stuff and videos all like from previously when we were married. So every once in a while, I like want to send it to him. And I recently haven't been only because he, I want to respect his current partner. Like I would definitely be triggered by that. If like Keith's ex girlfriend was like sending stuff from like when they were together, I'm like, yeah, that's weird. Even though I think Jay would be fine with it. I was like, I'm not doing this. this is disrespectful to his current partner. Like that's weird. So, but you know, so it's things like that where like the, the, the relationship evolves and changes and then everyone is still just everyone's good. You know, everyone's at a place where they feel healed, where they feel at peace with everything, where they're living their own lives and they've moved on. If you're lucky, right? If you're lucky, you've gotten to that place. But it is, I was saying to Dan, it's really odd to 
be, because I was saying it's, we're coming up on eight years in LA, I was like to be so heartbroken at a time and be like so, you cannot see any other way. You cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like you can't see that to then fast forward eight years and like literally never think of the person. It's wild that we're able to heal like that if to your point, we do the healing work, right? Time doesn't yeah. heal all wounds, healing heals wounds. And so I think if you're lucky enough to get to that point where things aren't so highly emotional all the time, right? It's just another person who's living their life and you can just be like, from over here, wish you the best. There's absolutely no emotion attached to it. You just wish them the best. Nice person, you can be grateful for the time you had together. And you also are grateful for the family, the time you had with their family, you know, and you go, that was a chapter that I closed and I'm just yeah. so grateful for it. And I think that's a, that's a choice to, to see things that way. I love this. When you first started and you said Facebook memories popped up, you said, speaking of disrespectful, I was like, I thought you were going to say Facebook is so disrespectful by sharing these <laughs> memories. <laughs> I mean, well, that too. I was like, yes, Facebook is so disrespectful. Stop showing me these memories. <laughs> I think there might be something on your phone. I think I read this. We'd have to look into this. I think there's something on like Apple gives you the ability to, because you know, like if you go to the part in the Apple pictures where it's like the pictures of people's faces. Yeah. I think you can actually say, like, don't show me this person's pictures. Oh. I think you might be able to do that. It would make sense if they haven't done that. You're welcome, Apple. That was a really great invention. <laughs> but, like, that's the thing, right? You don't want to, like, memory. Like, sometimes I'll have a memory that pops up. You know, as they put they put those, like, little movies together for you. Yes. And yes. it's, like, together over the years. And that's the name of the movie. And it's me and my ex-husband. I'm like, I don't want to see that shit. Like, I mean, maybe I would if I, I mean, I'm not triggered anymore by it. But I'm like, why do I want this fucking thing? You know, it's like. Oh my God. So weird. So I think I you love- might be able to say like, hey, don't show me pictures of this person. Don't put it in memories. <laughs> don't make videos with it. They make a whole movie. Let me live. Well, Facebook, I think, knows a little better because I um, am not friends with my ex anymore. So I think they they kind of have toned down some of those. But They're the like, memory, a lot of the memories still pop up. Yeah. The anniversary. <laughs> our friend anniversary. Like yeah. They, those little videos. Well, it is funny. I love that you mentioned how it can be so different and so healing because one, I can't believe it's been seven and eight years for us um, that because when we started this podcast, it really came from this like such a deep heartbreak and such a hard time. And and as I think about it and I think about those times, it just doesn't feel the same at all. And it feels so far removed like another lifetime ago. And there's I knew conceptually that I could get to this place, but it didn't feel like it would ever happen in the moment. It just felt like it was dragging on even two years in, even two and a half years in. It was like, oh my God, am I ever going to feel this way? And it feels so good to not have the pain associated. You can have the memories. And I remember the Facebook memories that would pop up and they would trigger me so bad or I would just like cry. And now I see them. I'm like, yep. And and to your point too, sharing them with him, I don't feel the need to do that. Same for the same exact reasons. And it's like, I know he's probably getting them too, not sharing them with me. And I appreciate that he's not sharing them with me because I'd be like, dude, stop texting me this shit. Um, and it's just nice to see it and just not have any not have anything attached to it and i think there's a big i think that there is a maturity in respecting your ex's relationships currently too even if your relationship was disrespected the ways the way ours was i think it's a big a big sign of maturity to say like i understand you're with someone and i'm not going to make anything seem weird because we know there there isn't and just to not even make it make any question there I feel like that was something that I don't know I guess just be I guess being betrayed in the way that I was betrayed in 
Um, and I would always wonder, like, why did the girl, obviously my ex was having the affair and there was two people involved, but I always would like, why would this girl do that? Why would she know that this guy's married and still do all these things? So I feel like I'm always highly sensitive and think about it through that lens. Like if my ex's current partner found his phone and found messages of us, what would she think of this relationship? Would she assume that there's something's going on? So even if we could be cool, even if we could be friends, even if we can have conversations and chat, I'm still like, I'm not even going to open that door because I don't need to disrupt his current relationship, nor my own. I, don't, I also don't want my partner to look at my phone or see conversations and be like, what's going on? Why are you having this? It's like, we're friends, but I don't need to justify and say we're friends. Like, I just, we don't need to have a friend, a close friendship like that anymore. It's okay to cut it off, I think. And not in like a negative, I hate you, I just in like, we don't need to check in daily anymore. I agree with that. And, you know, even if you are close with your ex, like I am with mine, just on like a, like, I don't even talk to him all the time, like at all, you know, maybe I talk to him once every couple of months, like at this point. Mm -hmm. But when I was first dating Keith, like, you know, that was really new. Like, you know, my, my current relationship, like it was brand new. So I was still working through like, do I like this guy? Do I want to be with this guy? You know? So at that point I was kind of talking to my ex-husband a little bit more about my relationship now I would feel that was completely disrespectful to Keith mm-hmm. for me to talk about the, our relationship with, no, if I'm talking about my relationship with Keith to other people, I should talk about it with Keith. <laughs> yeah. You know? And that just goes for any of my friends. You know, like even when you and I process some of the stuff in our own relationship, I might be like, hey, let me, can I share with you something that happened with Keith and I, or I'll, I'll go. But then I always go to Keith too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that would be extremely disrespectful too. I would be like, I don't know. I would be horrified if I found out that Keith was talking to one of his ex-girlfriends and confiding in her about our relationship. Yeah. I would be just so terrible. I would would just like completely shattered. And so, yeah, it's funny because you don't think about it that way. You have to remember, like you think about it from your way and you're like, oh, it's not a big deal because you know it's not a big deal. Right. But then you're like, how is this look? How is yeah. this perceived by the current relationship? And totally. And I had, I've had to like stop myself a couple of times from like sending stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just laugh at it myself and that'll be it. You know, it'll be, it'll be totally fine. I do really appreciate getting to that point. And if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, John, I wish I could get to that point with my ex. Like I mean, you, at some point you might even have to just be okay with not ever having that, you know, and you do kind of, and you have to mourn that, you know, if you were close to the family and you spend a lot of time with them and you have to mourn those friendships, like you'd mourn, mourn any loss. And that's okay to say, you know, as much as I don't want to be in my relationship, I do miss having that support of the family or the mom or the dad or the, um, you know, Jade's sister-in-law is, was my sister-in-law and we're still close, but like, we're not as close as we were when I was living there, you know, but we have good feelings there. She came to my 40th birthday. And like, I really appreciate that. Um, but you know, you can grieve those relationships and then you can move on like any relationship. So. Yeah. And I, I really believe in restoration in that, if things are going to work out for, I think things can work out for the greater healing in time. And what does in time mean? It could mean five years, 10 years, 20 years. I was dating a guy when I was younger and he had a daughter who was close. Honestly, his daughter was closer in age to me than I was to him. But um, I remember breaking up with him and being really sad about leaving his daughter. She was, uh, I think, 13, Mm. 13 years old when we broke up and didn't have you know I left him and there was no social media back then so I felt really sad her name was Sierra and years years later she found me on social media and I think she was about 21 when she reached out to me and 
she wanted to have lunch and we got to meet up and she just said like how she missed me and she was you know mm. just kind of caught me up on her life but I kind of had to step away from her because I was stepping away from her dad and that made me very sad but it was really cool that she found me later and just kind of caught up and now you know we just follow each other on social media and just like things here and there but it's I think in time things will work out and it, you just kind of have to trust that they do and if they don't work out in the way you want them to, they will work out in a way. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean like, I don't know, like Sierra didn't come back to my life right away. It took years and years, but it was a, it felt like a full circle and a healing, like that loop was finally closed. And I think the loops do finally close. Just they're not always in the way you necessarily want them to, because you're not controlling it. You kind of have to just allow things to be what they are and unfold the way they unfold. Mm -hmm. And same thing with like expecting apologies from people or expecting those kind of things. Like you kind of just have to let go of never getting an apology. You might have to closure. Yep. You have to expect like you'll never see these people again, that they're always going to, you know, you won't see anything. And then you get to be pleasantly surprised when, you know, maybe years later you get that call or you get that apology or you run into somebody and they, you know, they say the words you needed to hear at the time that you don't get to hear now. So I don't know. I think there's some really cool things that happen with, with ex, with ex in-laws and the family dynamics there. But you get, when you move on from them, you also get new families and new in-laws. Like you have you have new family members on Keith's side and I have new ones on Jeff's side. And, you know, it's not the same as my exes and that's fine. They're different people and they're different dynamics and we get to grow with the new people. Yep. I love that you said that about apologies because um, one of Byron Katie's, uh, one of her quotes that I love, she says, if you need an apology, give one to yourself. Mm. And I think at the end of the day, that is when we're waiting for closure, we're waiting for it. Like that's, I think one of the things that keep us, keeps us from moving on is like needing something, right? Like at some point, like you might just not know something. You might not know why that person did that or why they said that or why they, sometimes they don't even know why they did that. You know, so like, I think that's one of the things that really does, if we talk about like getting to a healing place, you have to ask yourself, am I still waiting on answers? And then maybe just get right with the fact that you might not ever get them. And because maybe they don't even know the answers, right? So like, I think sometimes we have, you know, we've definitely all been there. We've had friends who are like, but if I just, they just need to tell me. And I'm like, they don't know either, you know? So at some point you do have to move on and it is a choice to heal. And once, and I love just kind of making it full circle and going like, yeah, I have, and not only do I have new family from my new relationship, but I have new family as a result of going through what I went through. Like you and I, we connected so much more than we probably ever would if we both had stayed married. So like, you're my family, you know, and like it does evolve and you bring in new people and, you know, people I've been on dating apps who are now like friends of mine. It never worked out romantically, but like are friends of mine. Like, you know, it's, it's really cool how it, and you could never imagine it. You could never like picture it in your wildest dreams. Like, and when you and I met in 2013, I would never be like, oh yeah, at some point Danny's going to move to LA, live with me in Santa Monica. We're both going to be heartbroken. And like, cause both of us were like happily married. And it was literally just three years later, but we could never have imagined that reality, which is why I always think like life is so incredible because these things that happen to us and these positions we get put in, you do still have a choice, even though maybe the the larger situation wasn't your choice. And so that's what I hang on to. And that's really what the best life is about. It's like when you find yourself in these situations, do you have the ability to trust your path? And I fucking hate that because it's like, oh, just trust like the universe or trust the trust God his plan or whatever. It's like, no, just trust the journey you're on and trust that on a larger journey, you have a lot of little individual decisions that you get to make. And to me, that's really powerful. And 
And now you're my family. I know. I'm and sitting here like <laughs> turning red and crying. And we were going to do video. We we're going to do video today. And I look like hell. And now I'm like, oh, God, my face <laughs> is turning bright red as you're talking. And I'm starting to tear up. It is so <laughs> true. So ridiculous. It, so is, it is true. Uh, it's just pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That's it all is. I got. All right, it is. Well, that's we're going to end it there because Danny's uh, is tearing up. It's always the, that marks the end of the episode. Um, although you have definitely cried on many episodes, so uh, maybe it's not so the first. True. Um, so thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for listening. And if you have anything that you would love for us to chat about, if you have any questions or just ideas or something that's going on in your life, we would love to hear from you. Send us a DM at the Best Life Podcast on Instagram. Or join our closed Facebook group. Go to thebestlifepodcast.com and there is a link to join our closed Facebook group there. You can ask questions, anything you want, and you can also post anonymously if you have some little juicy you want to share with us. Uh, We always love those. We've been doing a string of those lately and they have been so fun for us. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you for your time and attention and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye guys. See you. Bye. Bye.